0: guys welcome back to part three of the stomp Cast. dr hill and i are still meandering through platform common it's lovely there's so many dogs about today, yeah there? this is a dog central place uh rollo isn't actually with us uh, today. <laughs> it's probably a good thing to be causing carnage right now running around so so far i know we've talked about a lot guys and i hope that you know it's kind of made sense the the kind of direction that we that we've taken or the stuff that we've said what we've kind of tried to go through is that period of like reflecting on how I felt before taking medication, you know what led me to making that point of feeling, gosh, I'm so really struggling I'm in this really difficult spot and kind of picking up that phone, making that starting point, going through a few difficult weeks and then having that long period of stability in my life, to be honest. And then I guess the question is raised and actually quite a few of you asked me on the comments and in my Instagram posts about coming off medication is, well, why? If you feel good and you felt stable why did you come off and the funny answer is and in all truth i can't tell you exactly why Mm. except the fact that i had a gut feeling that i wanted to see how i felt without them and i guess in the element of like i took the medication to allow me to have the lift as i said to engage with everything else to sort the stuff outside of my life a bit to also work on a lot of the stuff inside my life and, you know, open the boxes of grief and deal with things in there that I needed to deal with. And now I kind of wanted to see, well, well, has that worked? And so we made a decision. Actually, it was towards the end of last summer to do a very slow taper. You can do tapers coming off medication um, at different paces. Um, I think I was on like 100 milligrams and I kind of slowly worked my way down to stopping. And I stopped on the 11th of a February. Mm. So a really long taper and depending like you kind of said is a higher doses you might or for different yeah. people or different yeah. sensitivities, whatever. But generally you know you agree a tapering amount over a certain amount of time, you're reviewing it as you go and so yeah. on. What I found is that whenever I did drop down, there was definitely I definitely noticed that it was like a four or five days of like a readjustment. But my mood did lift each time back to or my back to where I was. So I went from 175. I noticed that yeah. in the first week but then by the second week, it came back up.
1: And what but, what did you notice in terms of other hmm. symptoms, did you have?
0: I think I think what I noticed is that my mood wasn't as good for yeah. the first kind of week. Yeah. And there was just a little bit more edginess. Yeah. Some of that could be around the fact, psychologically, that I knew I was coming around mm. a dose, and mm. therefore I was going to feel a bit worried about that, as you, yeah. as, you, as you would. Um, but then it kind of settled. I did notice, and I remember, because we had a phone call, didn't we, and I was quite worried, actually, because it was, I came off on the 11th of February, and I think um, I spoke to you a couple of weeks later. You were checking in on yeah. me, and I was really not feeling no, good. And we no. had a really long discussion yeah. of like, do I just go back on them now, or do I stop? And this was, it was a difficult point because I think mm. it was like two to three weeks, and it was in a bit of a point where it's like kind of too soon to probably. It isn't necessary, but I felt it was too soon. I wanted to see well, will this pick up again? Yeah. Um, and I remember that phone call was awful because I felt, oh no, what have I done? I've come off this. I'm stable. I've created carnage for myself. I now am in a position where I might have to go through the process of going back on them again. Mm, mm. That was a really distressing time, and I, I suppose you probably could hear that on the phone call. Yeah, calls.
1: no, you, you definitely could, and I think it's 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 a really hard it's a hard thing if you feel it's, it's that whole thing of is it one step forward, two steps back? Is it how do you? And that's that's why. You know, you do chat to someone. You do, let, or you let people know, and I think that's what we talked about, isn't it? Is yeah. talking to your friends and family as well yeah. about how you how you're feeling. Could you
0: hear my? Could you sense my distress on the phone? That yeah, first definitely. Conference? Yeah.
1: No, I remember. I remember that conversation well.
0: It's and not nice it's for people. you on the other side either, is it? For anyone, because you can hear someone's voice that they don't feel good. It's such a stressing thing. And, and to also hear not as well. knowing
1: what to do, which way to go from there, because that's that was a point where you know, mm. which what do you do? Do you go back on? Do you
0: yeah. There's a really good example, actually, that is of us because we spoke and it was very much like I've never, I hope, I've, I've never felt like, because sometimes when you're a doctor treating a doctor, I said, look, you're the expert. I'm, mm. This is a doctor patient, mm. but I've never, like, that's, I've really not wanted to be treated like a doctor. I'm like, treat me as a patient. Yeah. But obviously with some level of insight and I kind of. But I, I really kind of I remember us kind of going back and forth a bit, thinking, right, these are the options laid out, like, you, know, you laid out what the options were. Yeah. And we talked through them. And I think in the end, it was like, look, let's just give it a bit longer. And the funny thing is, I gave it like another week mm. or two weeks. And actually, it made, so, that did make a huge difference. Yeah. It did. And we had a phone call, I think it was like two weeks or yeah, we maybe a week yeah. or so. It might have even been a week. But that even the next phone call, you're like, oh, you sound different. Yeah. You know?
1: that's what I mean. You can tell you mm. sounded very different. And I think, I think that's why I'm saying it's a it's a it's a two way thing. You need to find someone that when you're having a chat, if if you really didn't want to go back on them, yeah. then there's no point in me yeah. saying I think you should go yeah. back. You know, I think you should go back up a dose yeah. because actually maybe it's just that you need that support, mm. just like we're talking about with maybe milder depression. Yeah. You might not need any medication at all. Yeah. You know, exactly. it might just be that you need that support around yeah. you from your therapist or yeah. your family yeah. or your GP. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you look at actually when I mentioned earlier on that my first time of actually really struggling with my mental health was at university. Yeah. Actually, at that time, I was not doing any exercise, sleeping terribly, wasn't seeing any of my friends. I wasn't talking to anyone at all or explaining how I felt. And what I did is I told my mum. So I offloaded that kind of feeling with my mum and it just... It made such a difference. And what did I do? I, started, I made an exercise plan. I started cooking meals. I decided maybe I should go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, yeah. get up at 7. I spoke to my friends every day about how I felt. My yeah. mum made a, a fit, thought of the day uh, every night. So we just go Aww, through the thought of the day together. Yeah. This isn't med school. I was nearly a doctor. Like, absolutely no shame in that whatsoever. But that's what you're talking about. At that point, I had a kind of a mild anxiety, depression, whatever that was. And that was enough but obviously in the scenario that we're talking about now it you know it wasn't i needed i needed medication yeah but going back to that th- that point then so we kind of made that decision look let's you know let's let's persevere and it was scary because i was like oh god I'm gonna, am i gonna my fear on that phone call with the initially when i was feeling really bad thinking have i done the right thing coming off this was yeah. i was afraid to feel worse yeah because there's a real there's such it's so distressing that's the best word I think is that when you feel so bad you can't lift yourself. It's a very yeah. distressing yeah. feeling, yeah. and that's what I was worried about. But you know we were in con- we were in contact when you, I, I felt a lot better the week later, and now kind of if you bring it to today and bring that story to today, yeah, you know we're kind of about ten weeks since that, which feels longer than that. So yeah, yeah, it feels yeah, feels longer. I mean we're about ten weeks since that day that I, I stopped or since my plan stopping of that uh, medication and it's been interesting there's definitely been ups and downs Mm. and i think you know i I feel gosh i feel a lot better than i did when we were talking like even thinking back gives me shudders to that feeling at that time but i do feel a lot better but there are days of ups and downs and i think what what coming off the medication has done is it has allowed me i think to lean further into some of the feelings and the therapy that I've needed around grief, because one of the things I will say, and I'm not very honest about that, I, I you know, I'm not pro, again, not pro medication at all. Medication served the purpose I needed at that time. It might serve yeah. another purpose for me again. But one of the things that I, I did feel that there was some numbness around some of the emotions that I wanted to experience, particularly around grief and loss. So, Coming off the medication, I, I, like almost allowed me to feel intensely some of those things I needed to and process them, but do it from a place that I wasn't like feeling low and depressed as a baseline. I felt good and then I was yeah. leaning into that. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So, Like I'm going to therapy session, not feeling walking in feeling disastrously low. I'm going into it feeling like, right, I feel ready today to kind of tackle. But you it. can
1: open that box. We so can, open you the, can, box. You can yeah. the box, can close the box
0: and go out. And I think that has been really, really important yeah. for me. But it, ha- it is something that I'm, I'm certainly. Be continuing to monitor and, you know I'm still be talking to, well I still continue to talk to you guys we'll continue to talk to you guys about it because if I need to take medication again I I will and I've always said that yeah and it's As okay
1: a, and it's okay to
0: yeah if I need um, to if I need if I need to if I if it's required then, I, then I'll take the medication but at the moment if you were like Alex should we prescribe you another script I don't feel that don't I, I don't feel it, yeah. I need it at the moment
1: and when we say you know we say mild depression but you know for that person it still is a big you know yeah. if, if someone doesn't need medication it's not to it's not to um, put down what someone's feeling but it just might it might be that medication isn't the right thing say if in the future your mental health did get worse it still it still might not need a medication it's
0: also the element as well is that what it's the degrees of tolerance of what you will tolerate because yeah you know i've we've all i can only ever talk from my own experience but i know that i've tolerated quite unimaginable situations in my life in situations that are Almost intolerable that I have had Mm. to tolerate. So I know that I can deal with a lot, but also it doesn't mean I want to walk around and just constantly deal with stuff all the time. And I actually, you know, I uh, oddly is almost a paradox to that. I might be able to tolerate a lot, but I like to get a lot from life. I I like to get up in the morning and jump out of bed with energy. I like to feel a zest. I like to feel like, come on, let's go and enjoy the day. So I don't even want to have a little bit of like low mood and stuff carrying around all the time. And I think that's what I'd say to people is. You know don't wait to feel awful to think that you suddenly deserve to exactly. feel better exactly like you know i was a good friend of mine uh who's an E consultant and uh, i won't name her she won't mind me talking about talking about it in that sense but you know she said that she started taking medication and uh, you know in her 30s and this cloud lifted that she'd been carrying with her most of her adult life and it was like wow like the world is just clearer like this constant low level just like madness that kind of yeah. follows you around yeah. and life is so short you know if you don't feel if you feel that it's constantly just grayed out a little bit then don't you don't have to tolerate it. you don't have yeah, to wait d- to the yeah. point of me f- on the phone be like help i feel awful yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go you know you should i think you really should deal with things at the early point and that's my if i was asked any regrets i have mm. the regret i have is to not, that i didn't deal with it sooner that's the truth i didn't actually go on medication sooner i probably should have been on medication six months or so before that but I didn't go and ask for help but then talk to anyone so you know I didn't need to be at the point where as I say I'm very resilient but I was tolerating a huge amount of distress and you know going to meet Boris and doing all these different things that I think are quite like higher functioning things you have to do like to ask your brain to kind of work and you're like struggling to physically get out of bed in the morning but going to do it it's exhausting.
1: My friend at uni said that she likes to apply the the motto of what would you regret more? Mm. Because regret is quite a strong emotion. Mm. So will you ever regret going to your doctor and having a chat with them about Mm. mental health? Or will you ever regret, you know, trying to do all these extra things to improve your mental health? No, you're not, you're not going to regret it. So Mm. just go and see someone or go and chat to someone or do those things to make you feel better. It's very true because
0: like, you might go to your doctor and go, sit down, talk to them. You suddenly feel a weight off your shoulders and actually go, well actually that plus a little bit of the advice they've given or some of the routes and avenues I'm going to try is all I needed yeah but if you just continued so if you have like one day that's 10% worse than it could be Mm. times by multiple days that's a lot of general badness you don't need to experience exactly
1: and you don't need to be going through that and there are loads of little changes that you can make so Michael Mosley's got a really good podcast and I think it's I think it's just one thing or I may have remembered it wrong and it's like a 15 minute podcast it's just 15 minutes of him chatting about one thing that you can do differently whether it's going for a walk in the morning or trying to do something with sleep or changing something in your um, diet or something like that and it's just those little things you're not you're never going to regret trying them so whether it's you know all these little things just do them and see and, all, see. and
0: also it's it, it's try them but apply discipline to do them long yeah. enough to work like yeah. we you know people and people go alex but can, you know just going for a walk is that, going to fix, is that going to fix your mental health? Well, first of all, there's almost no problem that's made worse by going for a walk. No. It's always a good start. Yeah. And secondly, that one walk, no, I don't, although actually I argue some of my worst days are turned around by a walk, but if you go along with that idea, yeah. that one walk won't fix it. No, yeah. but doing that for six months, you might find that it does. Mm. It'll give you increased confidence, your movement, the benefits yeah. for your heart, the benefit you might bump into, you might make a friend that you never thought you were going to make
1: exactly. going outside.
0: Yeah. And, you, and Yes, but so it's, it's committing to little things, but doing it for a sustained period of time. And it is the same with medication as well. Taking one tablet of, of sertraline is not going to change everything. It is it, There is an element of sticking at it yeah. and allowing almost that process to happen and to yeah. see where it takes you to then see where you're at. And, and again, even then, I wouldn't even stop at that. Just taking medication is not going to solve no, your life. No, it, it really isn't going to solve your it's life. It's a combination of everything. It's, that is one small, I might use the anecdote of, it is that one piece of the jigsaw that you combine with all the other pieces that gives you your picture. Yeah. And sometimes, for some people, right in the middle of that picture, there's a missing piece, and it, that piece might be the medication that and yeah. in there. And all of a sudden, that puzzle, is complete, and the puzzle might change. It might mm. evolve. It might change, and you might not need that piece anymore. But mm. sometimes it is—it it really is that—that that key piece, doesn't yeah. it? And, and so I, I just think for anyone listening, you know, if you're if you're listening to this, thinking, you know, and, and you do, you, you hear things. Oh God, maybe that is me. You know, deep down, you know, I'm not facing this, but actually, God, it does sound a bit like me. Maybe I do need a bit of help. Maybe it isn't medication. Maybe it is. Don't wait. Just go and speak yeah, to the doctor. To you someone. might get the doctor come coming. I don't want it. Fine. And just another
1: thing just to add in, if you can't get through to, if, you know, lots of people say, I can't get through to the doctor. If, the, if in that period when you're feeling down, there's so many other, mm. you know, ways that you can access help. And the NHS talking therapies, it used to be IAPT, um, improve, improving access to psychological therapies so you can you can chat to someone yeah. on there as well, well silver
0: cloud now is one yeah of the, one of the main ways i mean it's free to access some areas you have to go through your gp others yeah you can actually just access straight it's just online. Referral. Yeah. self-referral yeah self-referral online uh, online cbt there is a lot of different sources of support so as i say i mean generally we put it in, in the show notes but if you're if you're a younger person so under the age of 25 check out your, your young minds I yeah probably one of the best places to go to get yeah. support yeah um, and check out MIND as well. They'll point you in the right direction. will also give you advice sometimes of how to talk about things to people. So exactly. a bit of advice about how yeah. do you talk to your GP? Yeah. How do you raise a, an issue uh, like this and, and where to go? Young MIND is also a great place for any parents as well. There's a lot of advice there for parents and teachers as well, mm. if you're a parent listening and worried about someone that's younger that's struggling with anxiety. So we're going to do our Health Fact of the Week. So according to the prior Group, one in six people in the UK uh, say they have experienced common mental health problems like anxiety and depression, but 61%, 61% of those people experiencing symptoms don't access treatment. And there's been a few studies actually with very similar um, outcomes, percentage that, that over half of people who are distressed with their mental health, despite distress, don't get help. Which goes back to our point before, like mm. if my ankle is giving me hell and I can't walk yeah. and I'm... You know, everyone's going, what's wrong with your ankle? I do actually have a bad ankle. Fit, so looking, I need to go and get it sorted. No, I do actually <laughs> get my ankles. But if you have that, like, you you will, you're like, I need to get this sorted. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, it's, it's sad. And I think people go, ah, we've solved, you know, the stigma in mental health. We haven't. No. Because of that fact. No. And actually, if you broke that down and you look at the statistics for men and how many men will go mm. and get help, mm. you will see a stark contrast that yeah. men will suffer to the point of actual suicide yeah the, yeah you know, that's the truth is that there are people out there like my brother who will take their own life rather than tell someone that's struggling that yeah. is the fact
1: that is yeah. that's the sharp yeah. end,
0: isn't it and it's the worst and, and you know it's, it's horrible and i say like for my um you know when my brother passed away I, my family gp i've known all my life and you know, he came up the drive first thing in the morning and he was distraught mm. it impacts you know like i say it's like that pebble dropping in the bucket and the ripples go wide. I mean, his life, you know, he's passed away sadly now, but it, you know, he, his life, you know, all of a sudden this thing has happened. Yeah. It's not just a family. Yeah. It's yeah. the ripple effect. I mean, you care about your patients. You know, if this it's distressing for you, you're yeah. a human being. Yeah. Aren't you? yeah. You're a human. In addition to that, 98% of people surveyed agreed that people with mental health issues experience stigma. So pretty much everyone agrees that, um, which is pretty sad but not really surprising maybe that's the sad part of it so if you're part of the 61% currently not seeking help for whatever reason maybe it's because of stigma please speak to somebody yeah it's kind of like it's that point isn't it it's kind of like at the end of the day you are the person that have to live with yourself for hundred percent of the time yeah. for the rest of your life so fundamentally if you need to do something to look after your health whatever that is then then do it because you are only the, the only person that's yeah. with you the whole time it's the yourself. Stigma.
1: yeah and as well, if you help yourself and then just think if there's, you know, 60%, mm. think about how many people around you in a room right now, or if you're on this common now, think how many other people are suffering. So if you do it, and then if you maybe, even if you share it, it's, you know, you don't have to share it, mm. but if you tell someone, you know, I went to my gym and someone might go, yeah, do you know what? I've been feeling really down recently or oh, my sister has mm. or oh, my mm. dad has or whatever. Mm. It, it's like a ripple effect. It's yeah. like positivity spreads yeah. positivity, making people aware of something.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah hopefully
0: and 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 i guess it goes back to the point like if i if i knew that uh, producer charlie was struggling and suffering at the moment if you're going through something difficult that would be distressing for me to know that you're going through something Mm. difficult especially if i know you're not getting help for it yeah so think about imagine your friend suffering or your mother or your friend and think would you want them to suffer and not get help
1: yeah so why do
0: you want to do that to yourself yeah what would your mother think about you if she knew you were suffering so I think that's a really important thing to, to, to think about. And also, you know, the point of raising the awareness, join Post Your Pill, the campaign. And it's not just for people, I, I don't take medication anymore, and I'm still doing Post Your Pill mm. on the first of the month, mm. every month. Mm. You don't have to take medication. The point of Post Your Pill is an anti-stigma campaign, whether you take medication or not. You might yeah. have a friend that takes medication, you might actually not take medication, you have therapy, it doesn't matter. Use the hashtag, get involved, talk about the ways you look after your mental health and destigmatize uh, mental illness thank you so much for joining me thank uh, you this, this, thank it. you thank you so much for looking after <laughs> thank me you. oh that's um, okay you know, you, you know the the carers need caring as well yeah and uh, and uh, i've been very grateful for 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 everyone at grafton square uh, medical practice i've had a you know been really well looked after and i think uh, you know, I think GPs get a tough time. I think the doctors and the nurses in the NHS have a really hard time at the moment. Mm. You know, and I just, I'm very grateful for it. You know, I'm incred- I, there's a few times that the NHS saved my life. One of, the, one of which is with this, the medication. Mm. The other time is when I nearly died of sepsis and <laughs> St. <laughs> Thomas's Hospital saved me. Um, so I owe my life twice over at least to the, uh, to the NHS. Uh, so I'm very, very grateful indeed anyone that's listening to this and been affected, as I said, please check out the show notes. We've put links in there. And again, just to reiterate, uh, I'm very lucky to have a Dr. Hill on the podcast. I've shared my story because I want to share my story. And I'm very grateful to have your uh, your perspective but we are not giving treatment advice as well we never do it's about you know individualized treatment speak to your doctor if you do want to learn more about mental health and looking after your mind the mind manual will be out now um if you're uh, younger or you've got a younger person in your life a better day is out as well so check out the mind manual from any good bookshop again i don't know what that means but a good bookshop take care everyone (laughs) look after yourself happy stomping and goodbye